the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. This is Pastor Joe Sutton. Uh, just hope you're enjoying your your long, long, long extended weekend. It's, you know, if you're like me, I, you know, having kids in different school districts, uh, I've had one child out the whole week, and <laughs> one only had uh, half of a week, and uh, so you know they they are they're not too happy about that. But uh, you know, we look at the month of of November. You know, we had to just be uh be thankful. Uh, you know, I told them to be thankful that they had a lot of school days out this this uh this November so far. A couple three day holidays coming up with MEA week, and then. Uh, they had another three, four day weekend that was there. And, uh, and, but that doesn't resonate. You know, you know how weak kids are. They just see if one person, uh, they, they, when it's them, they count everything the other one gets. And when it's them, they don't want you to count because they, they deserve it. But sometimes we as adults, we're like children too. You know, the last few weeks we've been talking about, I've been talking about, uh, just culture and how, you know, Race is not culture and culture does not override scripture. And, you know, I was talking with my uh, my mom the other night and uh, she was just, you know, just pointing out to me how uh, <laughs> just I was messing with my mom I was calling her a mixed breed. And because, uh, you know, she's she's Cherokee, uh, you know, you know, white and African. So I, I was just teasing her. And uh, and so, you know, it's just just we tease back and forth. My wife. I have a comedian family. We, you know, we just always make each other laugh. So don't come to our family reunion unless you're really, really, really ready to have your sides busted out. But, uh, you know, we were just joking back and forth about just different things and how over the years uh, people have come to jest. And and even though, you know, uh, not much was passed down from my uh, great grandmother as far as the the Cherokee culture. And and so because no one knows much other than the fact that, their tribe is from uh, Southern Illinois, and even though my mother's name Sinai is a Cherokee name, uh, we're still trying to figure out what it means. Uh, it's, you know, we went. I went to Oklahoma, but it's not. It's not a, the their dialect. So you know, I'd have to find somebody in uh, this from the Southern Illinois tribe that really knows their language and history to find out what what uh, my mom name unique spelling S A N I A H A H is silent. And uh, and so it comes out Sinai, and uh, and so not like Mount Sinai, but you know it's Sinai, the Cherokee spelling. And I I said all that to to, to come back to being about being thankful, you know I you know my, my mother said she's just thankful for, you know, for her mix that that she had that, that a little bit of those cultures 
uh, still exist in the way that she cooks and the way that she, yeah, the way that she raised us and just the different things that went along with that and how easy it was for cultures to blend. You know, sometimes today we tend to, you know, I, I work with kids from different cultures and uh, sometimes we want to, you know, blend in and become like the predominant culture. And we don't want to recognize our culture, you know, whether it's the language or how we dress or the type of foods that we eat. And we're quick to embrace the quote unquote American, uh, you know, way of life, you know, hot dogs and, and uh, French fries and hamburgers, you know, and, and to go along that route. But, you know, the thing about it is, is that that there's always room, you know, in our faith for us to honor our culture. You know, what I mean, to 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 still have that love for our culture and still have that love for Christ at the same time, as long as we don't allow our culture to supersede scripture. That's right. So that that was the we talked about beforehand. And, you know, because culture is important because, you know, I tried to build a certain culture within my family when me and my wife decided to uh, get married and create a family, we had to ask ourselves, you know, what, what do we want the predominant things to be in our family? What, 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 what would be our cultural makeup of our family? And, and, and since me and my wife have been friends for so long, uh, you know, just, just an openness and an ability to communicate is some things we wanted to have, you know, in our family that we want to create, that we want our kids to grow up with, we want them to understand. And of course, you know, I just had to bring from my family the, uh, the, 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 the funny, the, the talking, you know, my wife just can't believe how my mom, you know, just, my mom, dad, just was comedians. We just, we get together and there's no, nothing sacred, you know, and, uh, and you getting, getting a, a roasting about, but the one thing I would do like about my, my family and in this and the culture that we have is a culture of forgiveness. And, you know, we're thankful for things, but we're thankful that we can be forgiven. And light of some of the things that I'm not a news watcher. I'm not a news reader. I, I really don't care because I don't get into whining and I don't get into complaining. I don't allow it in my house. So therefore, I can't watch the news half the time because all they're doing is whining and complaining, you know. And so but I just happened to to hear about the uh, the judge in Alabama who's running for senator who uh, everybody came and said, you know, all oh, this cat was like, you know, he was uh, an older man, you know, messing with teenage girls and everything like that. And so I'm like, wow. I say, man, that cat old, you know, he kind of old to be, you know, you know, to be doing something like that. Right. And, and, and then, you know, and everybody, I mean, I looked on, you know, Facebook and I see it just blowing up, you know, and, uh, you know, and I have friends from all different angles. So, you know, the people on one side were saying, skip it. The one people on the other side were saying, you know, can't have a pervert, you know, in office and everything like that. So I was like, so I just looked and I said, well, let me look into this. And I looked at it and I saw that the accusation, the accusation, right? The accusation, I'm just it's an accusation. It ain't a proven fact. It's an accusation happened 38 years ago. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Does CNN, everybody else ain't got nothing else to do but go 38 years back in somebody's life when this dude is 70 years old. And he's 32 when this supposed thing happened, but he's not worthy for office today. 
because of something that happened 38 years ago. And, and I, you know, I just like, wow. I say, you know, I, 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 I hope, you know, people in the kingdom are not really, really, really saying what I think they're saying. Cause if that's the case, you don't even have to go back 38 years to disavow me for any kind of leadership. <laughs> I wouldn't have been nobody's pastor. You know what I mean? I've been nobody's you pastor. If it, when you go back like that, you know what I mean? I have a good background check. I used to have FBI clearance and you know, I had to get white house clearance. I said, so my background is a clean background on paper, but if the Holy ghost was to pull up my background, you know what I mean? It'll look like the who's who of criminal pervert role. You know what I mean? And and I said, but the thing about it is, is that is that that's something that you don't know. And so and, and and you'll never know because the blood of Jesus has cleansed me and washed it away. And I, I, I'm, I'm not that person that that ran around as a teenager in my young 20s or 30s. I'm not that individual anymore. You know what I mean? And so therefore, how can you tell me that I'm not qualified to lead today? based on something that happened yesterday. And, and, and you've heard me talk about this on this show before in dealing with uh, the people that, that, you know, that, that I deal with that, that are felons, right. That I know that I personally disciple, you know what I mean? That, that I allow to, to, to watch my children, you know what I mean? That I trust with my family, you know what I mean? But yet, if you looked at their backgrounds, you, you would be like, wow, why, you know, this person is not there. But 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 I can understand people in the world believing that a person can't change. But I don't understand people in in in, in Christian them not believing someone can change. Yeah yeah yeah. And I know all the things I'm gonna get about. You know, God give you five senses, all like this and everything like that. But I'm just telling you what I know. You know, I tell you when I look in the mirror every morning, I am I am not I am not that individual. I am not that individual. You know what I mean? Not nowhere near. And I I don't even let nobody put that on me. I'm not that one even say I, I'm a ex this or whatever it is and everything like that. It's not happening. You know what I mean? It's it's not happening. You know, I'm, I'm not going down that road and, you know, and to sit up there and if a person has, has committed something and done something and has, 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 has repented and turned away from it and, and they're not done it, you know what I mean? It what's the problem. And then my other part is this, Let's skip the blood of Jesus stuff. I say if if a person if a person's perversity is a is a is a is a revenue for taking away I mean is an avenue for taking away their leadership, then why do we cheer every time some trans whatever or some woman trapped in a man's body, a man trapped in a woman's body, you know, gets elected to office and we say what a great, great victory it was. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, you know, so so if 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 they're lying, I'm pretty sure somewhere along the line they and you you want to dig up past, you know what I mean? You ain't going down that road without nothing there, you know what I mean? And so so where's the line get drawn at? That line that get drawn at if, if this person believes this is perverse and this person shouldn't lead, this person believes that's perverse and they shouldn't lead, and we're left with who's gonna lead, right? Because everybody has these viewpoints and and how you define perversity or how you define what is normal. And if somebody did something 38 years ago, then all of a sudden they're a threat to everybody, you know, there anyway. Then now you find out, you know, Al Franklin comes forward, somebody busts him out, and he's been serving, uh, and everybody told him what a great job he's doing serving Minnesota. But all of a sudden you find out he did something creepy 
years ago, and then now you want him to resign too. It's just it's just madness. The man's a good leader. He's a good leader. I mean, you know, he's a good leader. He's a good leader. You you know, hate, hate it or not, there's been a lot of good leaders that you don't like. You know what I mean? There's been a lot of good leaders that, that, that the whole world didn't like. You know what I mean? But when you look at them from a leadership standpoint, they were a good leader. You know what I mean? They they possessed skills. They led their people. Now, that them leading their people may have oppressed another group of people who didn't like them. You know what I mean? But once again, who, whose lens are we looking at to say whether someone is worthy or someone is not worthy? You know what I mean? You know, it's it's quite obvious by by this station and everything else whose lens I'm looking through. I'm looking through the lens of Scripture. I'm looking at what Scripture says. You know what I mean? I'm looking at a man's ways, right? When a man's ways please the Lord, even his enemies are at peace with him. You know what I mean? I don't I don't think that these guys have to go back and issue 19, 38, 40-year-old apologies to somebody. You know, I, you know, I know if they're like me, they already did that, done that. You did some stuff when you were younger. You regret that you did it. It comes up to bite you, you know, it's there. You know, what What can you say is it's there? You know, unless you led your life according to God's word, you're going to have everybody got some skeletons running around here that people can come out in their closet and say about them. Lord knows you don't want to get nobody from Florida and University. It was there from the years of 1977 and 1983 and ask them about me. <laughs> Lord knows you don't want to. You know, what I mean? <laughs> the whole town was on lock. You know, you know, because of me and things I did from Miami all the way up to the top. You know what I mean? But then those days are gone. That's 40 years ago. 40 years ago? 40 years ago, I was running around, you know, you know, running around in a college town with an 18-year-old drinking age. And I was 18. Man, I was happy as a lark. You know what I mean? I tried to drain the town, drain the town dry. So, therefore, you know, I said some things. I did some things. You know what I mean? That, that you know, in my mind, I repent of over and over again. But to come out and make somebody repay for those things, people, y'all need to back it up. Y'all need to really back it up and find something more important to whine and complain about than to go that thing. And you just have to be thankful for where you are and 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 to be blessed at where you are. You know, November is an important month for me. And as November winds down and Thanksgiving winds down, you spend time with family. You know, my family knows my faults. You know what I mean? I, I tell my kids because. The, the Bible says this, the sins of one generation are carried to the third and fourth generation. So I've told my kids what they have to look out for. This is what your daddy did. This is what I've caused to be to come upon our family for three or four generations. Look out for it. Heed it. Defeat it. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and we've been doing a good job of that so far. You know what I mean? But they also know that that ain't that ain't what you said. I remember my daughter said one time that I can't believe that you would ever do what you said. You that said. I said, no, not your dad standing before you because God has changed me. He's he's reshaped me. That shows you the power of the gospel. I said, but, you know, but there was a time where I, I really didn't care. I, I really didn't care. I didn't care about a. I didn't care about another person's life. If you if you stepped out of pocket, you had to pay. You know, that's just that's just it. And that's all. You know what I mean? And, you know, and I wasn't going to I wasn't going to cry for you. I wasn't going to cry for you. Why would I cry for you? You ain't going to cry for me. You know what I mean? But when you look at your environment that you come up in and what you're raised in, but when the gospel comes in, the gospel not only changes you, the gospel changed the very environment that I went into because now I go back into the same environment, but I don't have the same feelings. I don't have the same thing. I go in there to change my environment, to change my world, to see people get set free like I did, not sit around and whine and complain about how bad something is. You know, do one of two things. Drop on your knees and pray for these people or get out there and stop future little 
little senators from being like that by getting out here working with young people and maybe even working with your own children who who knows what they're watching on their phone and their internet and, and becoming the next little pervish vert. You know what I mean? You're listening to Isaiah 61. You're listening to Pastor Joe Sutton. Yeah, I get heated, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I just hate the whine and complaining and the lack of prayer. You know, we're going to take a break and come back, and I'm going to tell you some things I'm thankful for this month of November, and I'm thankful, uh, I'm really thankful, man, for, for God's grace. Amen. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. Hi, this is Kevin Sorbo, your host of the Breathe Bible Audio Theater. Someone is coming soon who is greater than I am. Journey with me through the New Testament in weekly 30-minute episodes. This series features the Breathe Audio Bible, a dramatized audio New Testament voiced by award-winning Hollywood celebrities. Don't miss the Breathe Bible Audio Theater, Saturday evenings at 8.30 on AM 980, The Mission. Hey, everybody, this is Pastor Joe Sutton. You listen to Isaiah 61, the radio ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church. Hey, as always, I want to invite you uh, out to our services. You know, the last year or so, uh, we've been in uh, what what uh, church growth folks call a relaunch. You know, we've been, uh, you know, reassessing where we are. The church has been around for uh, quite a long time. I mean, I've been attending the church for almost 20, 23 years, and uh, I've been the pastor for like 15 years, and uh and so, so, but we had to sit down and reevaluate some stuff and do some things. And, uh, we're focusing on, uh, on something the Lord gave me a couple of years ago about, uh, being multi-generational leadership, which means we have to, uh, raise up le- our leadership team. Look, it's multi-generational. It's, it's, uh, it's old, it's young, it's in between. And, uh, and so we do what we do best, which is, uh, which, uh, we create leaders. And, uh, and so, uh, just feels good now that uh, to to have a have a, a youth pastor in place, and uh, we can really ramp up our efforts. You know, we always do a lot of outreach in the community all summer long, and uh, and now we got someone that you know help follow those kids up and and uh, and get them there, and and that that's a blessing because you know you, young people are the key to to any institutional organization's sustainability, and that's what we want to do. So if you got a heart for young people, man, especially. Uh, people in third world context in America, you know, and, uh, you know, you can just come out and and uh, and come join us as we just make an impact. Uh, you know, it's getting cold when it's coming in, you know, you <laughs> and uh, it's a great time to grow in your faith and, and to get solid and and, uh, and enjoy some good worship. And I think it's some good preaching. I think it is. I'm not quite sure, but I think it's some good preaching. But anyway, anyway, we got to we get there, you know, um, November has has never really been my favorite month, you know what I mean? Because because winter comes in, and I'm I am I'm a hot guy. I love summer, uh, I love hot climate. So when November would always come in, I'd be like, "Oh man, it's coming!" You know, everybody'd be like, "Oh, 
when's the first snow? And I'd be like looking at them like, no, no snow, no snow, right? And uh, that means I can't play outside no more. I mean, I got to be in the house. I got to be on lockdown. And uh, that's how I always looked at it. But, you know, my, my wife's birthday is in uh, is in, in November. And then we decided to get married in November because we feel it'd be a good time to pull our family together because most people have Thanksgiving in America off, you know. And so it, there'd be no excuses if we need to gather as a family. And uh, and since we we our two families merging together, you know, the Suttons and the Broussards created this new this new family. And we want to make um, both our family that our that our foundation and roots were, were dug deep into Scripture and uh, and into what we do and, and where we go and uh, to the tune where, you know, my poor kids didn't even know when their birthday was until they got to school. <laughs> you would ask them when their birthday. They, they couldn't tell you because birthdays weren't important to them. You know, I mean, because they celebrated two birthdays. You know, we celebrated conception and and birth. And all they know is they got they got two cakes, two parties, two everything. So it was like, who cares? We got two. Which one? Which one you want to know? You, whichever one was close, they was getting they get to go to Red Robin or someplace. We were gonna sing them a song and give them a free Sunday. You know, that's that's what they wanted to go for. Because whoever's birthday it is gets to pick what we go eat. And uh, and so, but I, I'm I'm really thankful for my wife because in spite of in spite of of who I I was, yeah, I mean, you know, she still thought me worthy uh, to to be her husband, and you know, and it could easily went the other way. She could easily looked at it and said, you know, and judged me for for my past, and, and that's not happening. You know, I mean, you know, sometimes she does go like, man, when she see the kids act up, she say, this is what I get for marrying somebody with a bloodline like you. <laughs> Uh, and it comes back on me, you know, because I was the adventuresome one. You know, I got into a, a, a lot of things I shouldn't have. I was all boy, you know, plus some. And I did get to that point. But, you know, I, I'm thankful. Then this year we celebrate 25 years of marriage. And we've been married 25 years. And, uh, you know, I can honestly say that the only argument we've ever had has been over children. That's the only one ever. <laughs> As it wasn't for them, it wouldn't be one. You know what I mean? Just like. You know which way it's gonna go. You know she just thinks sometimes. You know I'm 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 too mean on boys, but you, she's come to learn you can never be too mean on boys. You know because boys just don't listen. They just don't listen. They go right back and do what you told them not to. I wish I could tell you why I did it. I don't know why I did it. I just did it. You know, and, and so I don't even bother to ask my my boys why because I know they're like me. They don't know the answer. It was just the opportunity was there. You know what I mean? It's like even though I knew I was gonna get in trouble. And so, you know, I this I just want to close out by saying this is that, you know, this weekend, I know sometimes we look at it as, as what we can eat and how much we can eat and which one of our favorite teams is going to win this. Or uh, if you like us in my neighborhood, we get together, have a turkey bowl. We play tackle football. No matter how old we are, you see multi-generations out there playing tackle football game, you know, on 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 Thanksgiving Day. And uh, we, we get together and do stuff like that. And uh, it was fun. I got a chance to take my sons out there and we played tackle with some of the guys I grew up with and uh, and their children. You know what I mean? And so, you know, there's some good things to go along at this time. And, you know, I think it's a time for us, you know, as Americans, because it is American holiday, to realize that not everybody was happy, is happy with this holiday because it represents a time where this nation really changed. You know, where the people that were here, that, that were indigenous to this land, you know, it was the beginning of the end for them. And part of those are my people, the Cherokee people who got 
you know, who helped defend the early settlers, but yet were defeated and made to walk all the way to Oklahoma. You know what I mean? The trail of tears, as we call it in my history. And uh, it's, it's, it's not there. But, you know, but thanks be to God who redeems us. And he comes in and makes all things new. And we made mistakes. All of us have made mistakes along our life's path. But it does not mean that we have to go ball up in a corner and become useless to society that we can no longer serve, that we can no longer be a blessing. You know what I mean? Because some of the greatest leaders we have have a sorry past. that, And that's what drives us to lead. You know what I mean? Because we realize we made mistakes and we don't want nobody else to follow in our footsteps. And so I just ask you now to just take time to reflect and understand that it is a time of forgiveness. Does everybody change? No, everybody doesn't change. You know what I mean? Should you be careful? Yes, you need to be careful. You know what I mean? But as believers, the scripture says this, my spirit will bear witness with your spirit, whether we're the sons and daughters of God. We can go beyond a background check to see whether someone is legit or not. We can go by the spirit. You know what I mean? Don't allow Fox News, MSN, CNN to be your Holy Ghost, right? God gave you a spirit of discernment. Use it. Not everybody's out here is, is, is trying to be freaky or trying to take your money or trying to climb you. Some of us truly have changed, and God has blessed our life. And for that, I'm thankful. Be thankful today, and God bless you till next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.